Well, hello, welcome. We are live and uh, today I am very excited to have a one-on-one -on -one live stream with a good friend, Adai Fonseca. And to, to all, the, all of you who have been following Quantum Nurse and Quantum Nurse Freedom International live stream, thank you very much. And I know that in all your little ways and big ways, you're doing your part to be able to be in the movement for freedom and uh, especially health freedom, okay? So thanks again. And if anything of this podcast resonates to you, please feel free to share. And I'm okay also if people want to ask me for uh, not just the link, if they really want to do an MP4, MP3, that they're techy enough to make some cuts, small video clips, please do so. I am. I just don't have the skill to do those little clips, so bear with us, okay? Uh, so thank you, Adai, and I'll share Adai a little bit about him because I know him as a, as he's part of my, for me, my local hero in New Jersey, but you know how we just came together in this movement, but so a lot of our personal history, we don't know so much. So I tell you a little bit about him. But one thing I know is he's had over 20 years of experience in strategic planning, process improvement and program management. Um, he's retired after 23 years in the army and Adai has helped create multiple start startups and it just um, the first time I met Adai in one of the meetings or gathering and then when we looked at his background in the internet and we were already impressed because you know he is very educated he's very exposed to uh, the political system economic system and in uh, and he's had all these positions like director of operations, director of business pro development, director of program management, and in several organizations, and with a bachelor's degree from Post University in 2012. And he also has his master's in management science. And one, one thing that I noticed when the pandemic started last year, or the pandemic, like the people who are fully engaged in the economics of of their lives and their countries were the first one to see that hmm, something is really questionable with what's been being imposed to us, okay? And so I have him, I said, you know, you, I, I like to invite Adai because he may not be in the health field, he may not be a doctor, but or think, I think people doesn't have to be necessarily on the health field to understand what is going on in fact many times the best information is people ordinary when i say ordinary not in the system because they are they can feel it they can see it they could be more holistic in just assessing everything so here today i present to you adai fonseca and i want to adai to tell us more because there's two things that we have in common. We're both from another country. I'm from the Philippines, and Adai is also from Cuba. So take it away, Adai. Hi, Grace. Thank you for having me. Hopefully you can hear me okay. So yes. <clears throat> like you said, I was born in Havana, Cuba. I came to the United States uh, young. I was just about to turn eight years old. And I was taught three things uh, growing up in Cuba. Uh, in the United States, anything is possible. Anyone can achieve anything they want to achieve. And it is a, a country that is 
only limits you based on your own desire. And as long as you get an education and honest, have integrity, you can achieve all things. And that has always been the case. Uh, as soon as I was 17 years old, I joined the army. I've traveled the world. I retired in 2017, July 28th, after 23 years, and both as a paratrooper, uh, recruiter, military intelligence. Um, and I have started several uh, startup companies. I currently own a company out of Oklahoma. <clears throat> and like most people, uh, 2020 was a um, kind of a strange year. And in the beginning, just to, to kind of set it up, in the beginning, I was not only very much pro-mask, uh, pro gloves. Um, we locked down like everyone was supposed to lock down. I instituted a mass policy in my company, which was not mm -hmm. making my employees very happy. And that was as far as October when I did that. So it took me a little while to catch up. But at some point, um, the narrative of what we were being told was not matching what I was seeing with my eyes. So I began to start questioning certain things. You're absolutely right. I'm not a doctor. I don't claim to be a doctor. I have no training in the medical field outside of my military training as a combat lifesaver, which is very basic. Um, but I don't think you necessarily need to be a doctor to kind of understand that there's been some discrepancies or there are some discrepancies in the system. Uh, most, uh, a lot of doctors have stepped up. A lot of doctors from all over the world, nurses from all over the world have spoken up. And a lot of people say, well, you know, how come I don't see those people on, on TV or how come I haven't read this report or read that study? And the answer to that is really relatively simple. Um, if you censor all those people who disagree, the only thing you have left are the ones that do. So that should be an alarm bell for, for most people. I became pretty anxious towards the end of 2020 as I started to see questions regarding elections, questions regarding lockdowns, if it was two weeks, never mind, it's three weeks, now it's a month, now it's three months, uh, wear one mask, wear two masks, wear three masks, you know, uh, a vaccine that normally would take 10 to 20 years to develop, being developed uh, in a matter of months, and now approved, them anyway, supposedly approved by Pfizer, by the FDA, and it, it just doesn't make sense with what we believe to be rational, normal. Uh, I don't think you have to be a doctor. I don't think you have to be a nurse, although we want those people to also speak up. And what we need is a little bit of discernment, common sense, and some logical thinking. And I think anyone can arrive at similar conclusions, not necessarily with a medical background. Yeah, you are so right with that because um, as I've been working as a holistic registered nurse and I was you know, at some point I was in a corporate nursing for many years and right there inside of corporate nursing, um, my fellow nurses and other health professionals don't even know how to take care of themselves. Okay, it truly take care of themselves in preventive way and they just know one way. And yet then I meet um, people as, as they get to learn that I am from the Philippines and I know about indigenous medicine. Then more and more I meet people who like, they have responded to their um, memories, to their practice of their families growing up. So, yeah, and they're healthier. They're healthier than the, you know, health professionals. And then um, I, I know that fam families of my patients would say, 
you know, Greece, these nurses are really like, you know, they're overweight or they're, they have some more health problems than us. And then the doctors, assuming that they, they go to cardiologists, their doctors have more cardiac problems than the patients who are seeking for some <laughs> help. So, you know, so I have so much respect for people who also are not health professionals and they're yet they're, they, they know so much more. Okay, so I thank you for that. Um, so how, how about um, since we both know that it just get, keeps going crazier and crazier, meaning in terms of um, imposing things, why don't we just start with what you have seen in your research? Okay, sure. so if you wanna share, share the screen, whatever you want. Okay, so I'll set it up, I'll set it up this way. I, I was very hesitant at first to share information because I'm not normally uh, temperamental or jump to conclusions. I'm a skeptic by nature. I ask a lot of questions. I wanna make sure that when I present an argument, it's founded in, in research and enough data that I can defend that position. If not, I'm jumping to the, the latest conclusion or the, or, or the latest opinion uh, every time one comes out. So in the beginning, when I started questioning this stuff, I started to dedicate my time to kind of just trying to find what the answer was. And it was very difficult at first. Uh, just trying to match two plus two. What, what, why are they saying this, but it's not what I'm seeing? Initially, it was very complicated because I would use Google, I would use Yahoo, and then I would see somebody send me a, a news article or somebody send me a research study or a medical peer review study. So then I would go try to verify that study on Google, and I couldn't find it anywhere. My logical conclusion, I've used Google like 98% of the world uses Google, uh, in the beginning was, well, this, this can't be real news. If it was, it would be all over Google. Until I learned uh, that once I switched the method into which I was looking for information, then the information became readily available uh, because it was just the method of me looking that was preventing me from finding. So I switched from Google after several months uh, to DuckDuckGo and I began researching using DuckDuckGo. It seems like a small move. I hadn't heard of DuckDuckGo prior to this. Mm -hmm. I would kept seeing the advertisements on my Twitter and, and, and on Facebook, and I'm like, what, what in the world is a DuckDuckGo? I don't even know what this is. Finally, I downloaded it. Finally, I began to use it. And I gotta tell you, it's like almost like finding a whole new internet because all of a sudden these research papers, these peer review papers, these articles that were being presented I was finding not on page 27, 28, 29, like I was with Google, I was finding on the first and second page of the research, right? So that kind of accelerated my desire to kind of go out and find information. The very first one that I kind of focused on was um, the vaccines, because it, it almost looked like the vaccines was an immediate thing that I needed to kind of uh, search because we were all moving towards either mandatory vaccines or some kind of measure to, to kind of coerce and, and, and push people to get a vaccine. Now, to be clear, I've never been an anti-vaccine person. As a matter of fact, I have, I think roughly about 17 or 18 vaccines that I've taken over my 23 year military service. It's a yellow card. It's about two pages long uh, of vaccines that I've taken. So I'm not here advocating or promoting uh, an anti-vaccine stance. What I am trying to do is clarify the fog and confusion regarding the COVID-19 vaccine, of which at this point, <laughs> excuse me, of which at this point, if you're not familiar with some of the question marks around the vaccine, uh, 
you need to kind of hurry up and catch up because it's 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 spreading the 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 movement is spreading all over the world almost daily now i'm getting videos from amsterdam france italy the uk australia um asia different countries in asia south america of people who are protesting and saying we're not going to uh, be a part of of a live experiment now when i say things like that people immediately jump to conclusions and say well it's been approved the funny part about all this is that once you learn how to research and find the information it's really hard to disprove all the theory or conspiracy theory people are getting accused of because the information that i'm presenting at, at the meetings that i hold is not opinion i'm not giving you my opinion like you said i'm not a doctor i'm not i'm not qualified to give you an opinion uh, what I am qualified to do is read research, understand data graphics on numbers, right? And anyone who understands what two plus two equals four can understand the information. And then from that, which is factual, you can draw your own conclusion. And I don't even use, um, I don't even use like a, you know, we love Trump.com or conservative tree.com. I use the data that the CDC provides. I use the data John Hopkins provides, the FDA. So this is really their, their data points that I'm using, right? Um, and it doesn't match what we see in the media. Media, by the way, that all of us watch, all of us consume, I think that everyone across the globe understand and feels that something is a little bit off about 2020 and 2021 so far. A lot of people might not be able to put their finger on it just yet, but they understand that something doesn't make sense. Okay. And what I try to do is kind of cut through some of the fog to kind of make sense of some of this information. So if I could, I'm going to share my screen or if you can share my screen and I'm going to set it up by, by just putting up one article. Okay. And let me know when, when it's visible. Okay, great. Okay, so this is this is just kind of to set the tone. Okay, now there's a Harvard study that backs this up. What I didn't want to do is put up ten different screen shares to prove the point that about one percent of people report to VIRS or VARES. Okay, um, here's just one headline, kind of gives you an idea. You can also go on DuckDuckGo and you'll find a Harvard study that also shows about one percent of people, all experts across the board, regardless of where you stand, all agree that the number of about 1% is what's reported to VIRS. Now, let me explain to the viewers what VIRS is. VIRS is the Adverse uh, Event Reporting System. If you are to go and get a vaccine, whether it be influenza, whether it be COVID-19 vaccine, hepatitis, uh, all the way to the bubonic plague, and you have an adverse reaction, it is a self-reporting system. So if you, Grace, for example, were to get a vaccine, and two or three days later, you develop a rash, you develop uh, stomach pains, you develop fevers, okay? You're um, uh, encouraged to go on VAERS and report what your adverse reaction is and what vaccine you took. Now, the reason why it's 1% is because most people don't know that. I didn't know what VAERS was eight months ago, okay? So most people don't have any idea what VAERS is, how to report it. Now, there is still numbers being reported in that number, so... If you have an adverse reaction in the care of a physician, a hospital, a doctor, a clinic, okay, and that leads to a death or a permanent disability, then that doctor or that medical facility does have to report to theirs that something happened while you were under the care of a physician. But if you leave 
and the adverse reaction happens after you've left, 99% of the time it doesn't get reported. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. So <clears throat> this is just one article. It was published January 9th, 2020. Uh, there's uh, several that are, are a little bit more recent that people are more than welcome to go look. I don't want to bog everybody down with proving that only 1%, because I don't think that's a disputable fact. People generally agree with that. So if we can, I'm going to go to the beers. So as you can see here, this is the CDC website. Okay. Uh, there's no edits. This is being conducted in live. You can tell it's the CDC website. You can go right up here to the, um, to the search bar and see the address. Okay. And then all we want to do is want to agree because we're about to go search inside the various website. Okay. So we're going to agree. Okay. And then here we're going to go to VAERS data search. Okay. Okay. So when you go to VAERS data search, it's going to bring you to this screen right here. That's got five separate categories. Okay. We're going to start with number one. And here it tells you, you can, you can search based on age, sex, state, territory, days in hospital. We're just going to go right to vaccine. Okay. Because this one here is going to give you, um, numbers based on all vaccines, not just COVID-19, okay? So it's going to give you all vaccines. And then we're going to go to number five, oops, okay, which is select other event characteristics. This is where we get, if you see right here, it tells you what the different events are, what you want to filter through, right? It's like shopping for a car. If I want to buy a two-door, a four-door, a six-cylinder, uh, an eight-cylinder, you, you filter out what you're looking for, okay? We're going to keep it simple. We're going to go with death, okay? And these are people who have died from reactions to vaccine under the care of a medical or someone who's reported after the vaccine. And then here it tells you whether the person recovered, did not recover. Obviously, we're picking death. So we're going to say no, there's no recovery. OK, and then we're just going to send. We're going to we're going to hit send and see what happens. OK. OK, now I'm going to go down real quick just to show you how you have. Look at all the different influenza vaccines that you have. You see that? OK, and we'll take. An example, we'll take this one right here. Okay, so this one here, oops, there we go. So this one here, uh, the influenza seasonal uh, vaccine for this particular manufacturer maker, okay, you've had 19 people who have died as a result of that vaccine, which accounts for 0.019% of all total vaccine deaths. Okay, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So this one here would be nine people. And then nine people would account for 0.9% of all reported vaccine deaths. Now, it's important to note that VIRS is supposed to update every Friday. So every Friday, a fresh set of data comes in. This isn't very complicated math. This is not uh, algebra or geometry. This is it's, it's essentially because you, once you categorize death as the category you're looking for, right, there's no subtraction involved. There's only addition. The people who died in March didn't come back to life in August and the numbers go down. Does that make sense? It's, it's only yeah. increasing as the months go by because it's only simple addition, right? So let's take a look. Are you interested? Do you want to see what COVID, the COVID vaccines? Yeah, sure. Let's find out what the COVID vaccine numbers look like. So we have... COVID-19 right here. Those are your COVID-19 numbers. Now, I want you to notice something interesting. And the viewers won't know this because the viewers weren't at the meeting on Thursday that you were at the meeting on Thursday. If you remember Thursday's meeting, the numbers were very different than they are right now. They were much, much higher. 
and I have a screenshot. So this has happened once before. Okay? Mm. And I didn't take a screenshot once before, mm -hmm. but I did this time just to be safe in the event that the numbers changed. I had a record of what it was on Thursday night. So here are the numbers. So if we, I'm going to show you what those numbers look like in a second, but if the numbers <clears throat> are this, okay, we can do some simple math. 25, 25, that's 50, 55, 56, about 57 and a half percent of all vaccine deaths are directly tied to COVID vaccines. Okay. That means that over 50% of all the deaths from reactions are directly tied to COVID vaccine. That by itself should be extremely concerning. Yeah. Okay? And that was higher a few days ago. And that's another thing. And I'm going to show you. Yes, it changes. Who changes yeah, so it? Let's see here if I can share. Can you guys see that? Yeah, and you even if it's not big, but if you have to spell out the number, just say it. Sure. <laughs> sure. So this was Thursday night when I had a live, uh, about 150 people showed up and to be fair, on Thursday night, I hadn't been on beers in about a week because there was no reason to. They update every Friday. I kind of had an idea of the numbers. When these numbers popped up, a collective sigh or gasp in the entire room, including mine, because I hadn't seen the new numbers. So this one here has a total death, okay, total, all vaccines, 278,881, okay? Um, uh, of that, I'm going to break it down for you line by line. COVID-19 Johnson & Johnson vaccine, 18,883 accounts for 6.77% of that 278 number. Moderna, 79,315. That's 28.44%. Uh, Pfizer, 79,737, 28.59%. And then the other one that is unknown, <clears throat> I'm not sure which one that is. Um, it's COVID-19. It just says unknown, unknown manufacturer, has 436 deaths or 0.16%. So if we were to do some simple math on here, and we're just going to calculate the percentage, Okay, we're going to end up with 63.96% of that 278,000 number are mm -hmm. deaths related tied, directly tied to the COVID-19 shot. Okay, so while that is shocking in itself, okay, and that should give, I believe, anyone pause before you stick. See, see here's here's. Here's my argument. Or here's my, my my main point. We know for a fact there are treatments out there like ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, budesonide that are noted. We know that. That's, there's, there's, there's libraries, over 200 research studies done by doctors throughout the world. As a matter of fact, Japan just released uh, a news conference saying that they're going to be doing ivermectin because it's safer. Okay, so if you have that treatment, ivermectin, to give you an idea, is a Nobel Prize winning medicine. Uh, there has been over 2 billion doses issued of ivermectin over the past 25 years. And out of 2 billion, that's billion with a B, 
there has been zero severe adverse reactions reported. That's a pretty good safety record. I don't know if there's that many medications that have that kind of safety record. Okay? Exactly. People make, people make the argument, well, it's, it's a horse dewormer. Yes, it started as a horse dewormer back in the 50s and 60s. Okay, But it's been used for humans for the past 30 years. This is nothing new. Aspirin is for headaches. But you also use aspirin for blood thinning. You also use aspirins to put in a plant, for example, if you want to give the plant a couple extra, you know, a uh, little bit longer life, right? So the fact that it's a, it started as a horse dewormer is not really a, a, an argument because there's a lot of medications that have cross functions. Uh, vinegar, vinegar is used for a hundred different things. Garlic is used for a hundred different things, right? So if a medication exists that has been proven 99.9% .9 effective against COVID, has had zero severe negative reactions throughout the course of 30 years. It's practically free. It's like $2 for a full cycle treatment without insurance. Why wouldn't you take that over a vaccine that according to the math, I'm not a scientist, but I can add, 68% of people who have reported deaths through all vaccines are due to this vaccine. Once you take the vaccine, you can't undo the vaccine, right? So what is the rush to take it? Wait, let it play out. Take the ivermectin, take zinc, take vitamin D, all things that have been proven to work uh, against COVID. Listen, let's be realistic. COVID is a flu. No one's ever made the claim that COVID is not real. It is a real virus. People do get sick. Unfortunately, some people do die because of it. Um, but there's a huge difference. And I think most people get this confused. There's a huge difference between dying with COVID and dying from COVID. Those are two different things. If I get into a car accident and I die and I happen to have COVID, the hospital will classify me as a COVID death. What did I die from? Did I die from COVID or did I die from the car accident? I died from the car accident. I just happened to have COVID, right? So there's a big difference between that. And <clears throat> we are operating across the globe, I believe, in a state of fear and when you institute fear across the, the, the board, you lose your ability to critically think. That's not my opinion. Again, that's scientific. That's plenty of research papers that shows how fear incapacitates your ability to discern and, and critically think uh, through problems. Okay. So <clears throat> we need to uh, be cognizant of, of the information. Now, the, the, the real question or, or something that everyone should be asking is if these were the numbers, okay, on Thursday night, then why in the world would these be the numbers on Friday morning? That's a very interesting question. Now, the counter argument, because I always like to see both sides, is typically, well, it was, a, it was human error, right? Um, mm -hmm. But this is not the first time. This is the second time. <clears throat> okay. This is the second time. Um, we need to really kind of wake up and realize there is no other time that we are going to, um, to get this right. If we don't get this right now, as a people, of all races, colors, religion, backgrounds, Filipinos, Cubans, Americans, Australians, Europeans, Africans, South Americans, everyone. If we don't come together now and get this right, we are heading into a very bleak situation. Um, if the governments of the world and the media of the world can begin a crisis 
lock you down and then give you the solution for the crisis. But you're only allowed to leave the lockdown so long as you accept their solution for the crisis. That's tyranny. That's Cuba. That's China. That's uh, Nazi Germany. Okay. This isn't about a vaccine for me. This is about individual freedoms, about the freedom to choose. And the freedom is for you as an individual, as a human being, to decide what you will put in your body and what you will not put in your body. It's that simple. Oh, fantastic. That's that's exactly how I feel that uh, when I started to, you know, be engaged in podcasting, I said, um, it's 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 this is like curtailing everyone's freedom okay um and and but but it's one wonderful thing that because we felt like suffocated then we started to just like you we started to do our research more yeah and when you were saying about come together and get this right and where you're talking about pushback right you're talking about certain strategic things that we need to do like locally and also globally because many from um your your you have connection from around the globe as well but just like my my um family in the philippines they're sharing that some of their family members are they have to they feel mandated to do it because of work so sure so go ahead and share us some solutions on how they can be able to push back one thing that um you know i was able to share someone yesterday is i sent this person to solarireport.com because i know there are forms there and forms that if they can show it also to the employer said okay you want me to do this here's your responsibility as an employer but yeah please feel free if you have any more solutions because and and how to activate more people and more especially with getting together. Well, the first thing we need to do, I think, as a, as a as a human race, not even as Americans or Filipinos, but just as a human race, okay, is understand that this is not political. Uh, this isn't about conservatives or liberals. We're not putting a uh, a political agenda or title behind a vaccine. Okay, this is common sense human decency. That's the first thing we need to understand. Okay. So I'm not coming at you from a, a Biden supporter or a Trump supporter. Hopefully by the end of this podcast, you won't even know who I voted for because that's not my purpose. But the important thing is to understand that what's really going on. That's the first thing. Knowledge is power. And then sharing that knowledge is also power because for those of us who have this, you know, not discovered because it wasn't hidden, it was just out there. For those of us who took the time to find this information, it is now up to us to share this information with as many people as possible. By doing so, you are not only educating people on the reality of the situation, but you're empowering them, okay, to take action. What I mean by action? Um, for one thing, when people say, hey, my employer's forcing me to take this, and, and, and I asked a simple question. If your employer or your school board said your child has to take a cyanide pill before they come to school, would you give them a cyanide pill? Most parents, I would argue probably all parents would say, absolutely not. I'm going to protect my children no matter what. doesn't matter what the school board says. Okay. Um, most people, no matter how much they love their job, would certainly not take a cyanide pill before they go to work because the employer mandates it. 
So why would you allow something similar or at least something that has been shown in 60% of the cases that are reported to have the same effect? The only difference is that you, your, your body is being destroyed from the inside out slowly. Why would you allow that? You can't undo it. You can't take it back. So if I can, I'm going to share one more thing with you on the share screen. Uh, the, and hopefully you guys can hear the audio. It's only about a minute long. It's a Disney movie scene. But there's a message to this movie scene. It's a message to this movie scene that should everyone in the world should understand, hear, and conceptualize. And then I'll answer the overall question that you had. But I think this would kind of help answer that a little bit. Okay, ready? Yeah. Can you hear it? No, you may have to press audio on your part. Share audio. Okay. Oh, let me see here real quick. And if in case it doesn't work, we just have to tell them where what movie is this. Okay. Okay. Because right, I remember before that it has to say share audio. Okay. So I think I'm sharing audio now. But I'm it's sorry. up on the screen. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to try it again. Yeah. Yes or no? No. Oh, okay. Well, that's not going to well, work. You may just, can, can you do like a, a, a storytelling with it? <laughs> of course. I will, that's what I, yeah, that's what I'll do. So so I would encourage everyone to, to go on YouTube and go look up Bug's Life. And the title of the video is, Then They All Might Stand up to us okay so essentially what's happening here, guy, i think all parents know about bug's life okay? i hope so because it's one of, I, I love this movie everyone yeah. I, i've watched this movie as a matter of fact my daughter and i watched this the other day um so essentially here's these these um, um caterpillar uh, grasshoppers right terrorize this ant colony every year where the ants work half the year to feed the grasshoppers and the grasshoppers destroyed the offering this year so they have been charged by the grasshoppers to um, collect twice as much food right for the offering so the grasshoppers in this scene are basically uh relaxing in a, in a cantina in mexico right drinking whatever grasshoppers drink in a cantina in mexico and the the boss this guy here okay He's essentially saying, okay, it's time to go back to Ant Island and collect their offering. So his his people, his little grasshoppers there, his little soldiers are saying, well, why do we have to leave this comfortable place? They're just little puny ants. Like, forget about it. It doesn't even matter, right? So he goes into this, um, this little jar that has seeds in it, small seeds, right? Which is what they used to eat and stuff like that, right? So I'll show you here in a minute. So he's like, yeah, you're right. These little puny ants... It's just one end. What difference does it make, right? So, so he pulls out a seed from the jar, okay, and he throws it at the grasshopper. And he says, oh, did that hurt? He's like, no, nah, of course that didn't hurt. He goes, what about this one? And the other grasshopper is like, no, nah, of course that didn't hurt, right? He goes, how about mm. this? Mm. Mm. Okay. Mm. So then he, after this happens, he gets up on the pile of ants and he basically says, you let one ant stand up to us and they all might stand up to us. Mm. Okay. That's essentially the message that I'm trying to convey to people. 
one person by themselves might not be as effective, but when we come together as a human race and fight back and say, we will not comply, we will not allow you to inject our children, we will not take an experimental drug, you know, what are they going to do if 80% of nurses in the Philippines walk out of a, of a hospital? In Jersey here recently, about 200 doctors uh, walked out of, of a hospital. Okay, what are they going to do if airline pilots band together and say, you know what, <clears throat> we're not doing it. You're not going to give us an experimental vaccine, okay, that has been shown, and there's dozens of articles out there. The founder or one of the co-founders of the mRNA vaccine, Dr. Robert Malone, has come out and said, the founder of the PRC test or PCR test, Dr. Um, Robert Mullis, I think is his name. <clears throat> has said you're not you directly because you're identifying uh, a virus that's not there okay uh, dr uh, dr mccullough one of the world's most famous cardiologists has come out the guy has 40 something publications 40 something peer review studies um world renowned has come out and said what in the world are we doing this isn't science this isn't medically based okay so the sooner you realize that you are part of a very grotesque, unethical experiment, okay? It's your body. It's your health. You cannot undo it. I am not advocating not to take the vaccine. What I'm advocating is to put the, the brakes, pause, take a look at the effects, do a little bit of research. There's a, there's a research paper out of uh, Germany, I believe, that shows that it that it sterilizes women and men. So if you're giving your 15-year-old daughter a vaccine, these spike proteins attach to the uterus and prevents you from getting pregnant. So you're, you, you could potentially be sterilizing your 15-year-old, 16-year-old, 17-year-old daughter or son. Okay, You can't undo that. If that's the risk, what's the rush? So what can you do? A, be informed. B, inform others. Three or C, do not be silent and do not comply. Work together. There are legal, at least in the United States, there are legal avenues that you can take to prevent tyranny or this draconian measure. When when I worked in corporate America, I, I own my own business now, but when I worked in corporate America, okay, I signed a contract <clears throat> to do a specific job. And I had certain milestones that I had to hit. That's where bonuses were paid out, um, et cetera, et cetera, right? At no point in those contracts did it include that I would subject myself to medical treatment from the company, that I would disclose my medical history or my medical um, information to my employer, okay? So I am no under no obligation, legal or otherwise, to tell my employer whether I got a vaccine, whether I did not get the vaccine, or what my medical health conditions are. And the employer cannot, under any circumstance, force me to take part in a medical treatment that I refuse to take part of. It's really that simple. It's really, really that simple. It's not complicated. Um, your health, your life, I assure you, is way more important than a paycheck and a job, no matter how much you love that job 
More than 50% of CDC employees have not gotten the vaccine. Think about that. More than 50% of the employees in CDC, I think 57% of the employees in the CDC have not gotten the vaccine. Now, obviously, the excuse is always, well, we're just waiting our turn. Well, they can have my spot in line. If they're so sure about the vaccine, they can have my spot in line. If the vaccine is so beneficial, then why in the world are they not giving away free insulin? Why aren't they giving away other medications that are free, right? So prior to the 1920s and 30s, I think it was the early 1920s, we, for hundreds and thousands of years, we used natural medicines to solve a lot of our problems. Uh, cannabis was used for, I mean, they have found cannabis seeds inside the uh, um, uh, tissue or, or bone of a 25,000 year old skeleton they found in, in a cave. Cannabis is a plant that they've been using for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. The Romans used to use it as superfoods, the seeds, right? They've been used all over the world for, for healing. But now in the 20s, late 20s, early 30s, something began to happen. We started to figure out that we can make medication based on petroleum-based products, Vaseline, pills, vaccines, right? Who owned most of the world's petroleum, or at least in the U.S. at that time? Standard Oil, the Rockefeller family. They owned majority of the oil, okay? And... When you look a little bit into the history of how we moved away from natural curing medications, which is something I was against for a long time, by the way, I used to make the case like my brother's very much into natural herbs and natural medication. Mm -hmm. I used to say, oh, you're a quack. Like if you, you're, you're talking about quack science, right? Um, it turns out I was wrong. <clears throat> I was wrong. If you look at, uh, at the effects of these petroleum-based medications over the past 50 years in comparison to natural-based medications to the 50 years prior to that, it's not even an argument. It's not even a discussion. So back then, a lot of these colleges, universities, medical schools, what they used to do is they used to take donations from people who graduated. So if you graduate Harvard, you would donate as an alumni back to college, and that's how the schools generally generated revenue, okay? Well, when the Rockefeller started dumping 50, you know, uh, millions of dollars in donations to these different uh, organ, uh, different schools, right? Of course, the schools would accept it. He only had one condition. This is interesting. The curriculum had to abide by the medical, uh, the American Medical Association standards. Okay, of course, the schools are all going to. I say, of course, we'll take the millions of dollars to abide by the American Medical Association standards, right? Which is the gold standard, right? What they didn't realize is the Rockefeller family also owned and created the AMA. So essentially what you're doing is now you're educating an entire class of, of, of students or doctors, nurses, under a curriculum that you've created based on the standards of an organization you've developed. Why? Because we want you to use petroleum-based medicine because I control the petroleum and I make money every time you buy medications. It's really that simple. It's not complicated, right? And anyone who says, well, my God, Grace, where did you find this guy? This guy is nuts. I invite you to do your own research. As a matter of fact, don't believe anything I say because I didn't believe anything I was saying six months ago. Don't believe anything I'm saying. 
go on DuckDuckGo. You can use Google if you like. If you prefer to go to page 27 to find your information and become extremely frustrated, by all means, use Google. But if you want to find information that I'm describing easier, okay, go to DuckDuckGo and compare search results. Open up two windows. Type one thing on Google. Type the same exact thing on DuckDuckGo. See what happens. See, I don't do conspiracies, okay? I don't do conspiracy theories. I don't point fingers. What I do is use a little bit of common sense, okay? These days, in today's day and age, if it walks like a duck and it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, the fact checkers say it's a chicken. <laughs> Who, are the fact Who are the fact checkers? Why didn't fact checkers exist before? Because the truth doesn't damage points of view that are legitimate. Do you need fact checkers to know what the truth and a lie is? Most of us don't. Fact checkers are created to deliver a narrative. And that you can verify also, because if you go to see who owns or who funds the different fact checking organizations, you will find some very interesting ties, such as billions of dollars of Johnson and Johnson stock, such as former uh, employees of the Obama administration, such as the former head of the CD uh, of the FDA, who now is a senior board member of Pfizer. Same with Moderna. So it isn't complicated. It's disgusting. It's evil. Um, but it's all there. It's all open. As a matter of fact, what I told people on Thursday night was it's almost disrespectful at this point. They're literally treating you like you're dumb. And they're not even hiding it. They're showing you. They're telling you. Right? They're showing you. They're telling you. And you still don't believe it. I don't know how to explain that. Yeah, I I hear you because as you're saying, you know, like for me, it's been uh, since since I was really a teenager that I was learning about what's going on with with a pharmaceutical company. So again, then you know, at and at the beginning, you kind of connect it also with you just continue to connect who owns what they do, and then. Uh, connected to the IMF, World Bank, and then we are all, all this just connecting, taking time to really understand it so that when things like this happen, because it's not over and it, we're wishing it to be over, but it, we have a lot of um, restructuring to do if we don't want it to continue. And yeah. it's really up, up to us. It's been on us that we have really... You know, that's why it's happening like this. Um, yeah, I, I the video that I shared on YouTube, I wish you had the audio, but people can go look at it. Listen, here's the bottom line. I don't know how many countries you hit or, or how many uh, audience members you have throughout the globe, but here's the message that I would send to the people of the world or whoever's listening. This clown show will continue as long as you allow it. And hope is not a strategy. No one is going to ride another white horse to save you. No one is going to um, part the heavens and come down and, and, and stop this madness. You, the people of the world, will either allow this to continue or say enough is enough. You have the power. We have the power. Forget about left. Forget about right. Forget about conservatives. Forget about blacks. Forget about rich. Forget about poor, atheists, Christians. Those are all labels and divisions that have been created 
in order to divide us and easily control us. Um, this is about this is about humanity. Adai, shall I shall I do you have this screen to share for the, the great reveal? Oh, so this is my Telegram channel. Uh, if you don't have Telegram, please oh, get Telegram, it. that's right. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm -hmm. this is the Telegram app. I just sent you the uh, the, the link for Telegram. Uh, download it. It's the name of the channel. It's The Great Reveal. I've only just started it because people were reaching out from so many different places saying, hey, do you have a research paper on this? And do you have a research paper on that? So I figured if I just created a channel and people can join the channel, okay, then they can they can uh, just get live, you know, when I drop medical papers and other stuff, um, they can go ahead and follow me and they can pick and choose essentially what they want to keep and share, whether it be a study or a news article or a video, right? Information and education is power. What is done in the dark in the darkness can, cannot be done in the light and the light is the best cure for the darkness we need to make people aware we need to educate people we need to share information okay and we need to take a stand and say we will not go past this point the government does not tell us what to do we the people together united will end this but it won't end until we decide it's time to end it no, um, Adai, um, at one point you were uh, in our little group, and I think in one of your speaking engagement, you were talking about um, how to manage or just how to deal with uh, uh, authorities, like if we have to go to the police officers or things like that. Um, uh, so someone was saying that, you know, maybe before that happens, it might be good for groups to start practicing, <laughs> practicing. Yeah, 100%. Look, what's going on in Australia right now is a preview of what's coming this way. They've been screaming in Australia at us, at Europe, saying, wake up world, wake up America, we're waiting on you. Okay, so why wait till it gets to that point before you get involved? Okay, silence is being complicit. Get together with your neighbors, family. Go up to, especially if you live in the United States. I can't give advice on people who live in other countries. I don't know their laws. But here in the United States, the police department, the chief of police, the sheriff's department, the local guess what? They are employees of yours. You pay their salary. They take an oath, okay? And their oath is to abide and defend the Constitution of whatever state you're in and the Constitution of the United States not to abide and respect things that are unconstitutional passed down by unconstitutional mandates. So before it gets bad, go to your police department, sit down with your chief of police and say, hey, chief of police, what do you intend to do when the next mandatory unconstitutional law passes down, like a lockdown, like a mandatory vaccine, like face mask? What do you intend to do? Get ahead of it, right? Be peaceful, be educated, but be firm. Go to your town hall meetings, okay? Attend your town hall meetings. Bring several people with you, okay? Trust me, there's no shortage of people who want to take action these days. We started with 13 people in a meeting. We're up to 200 on a pretty consistent basis. So there's no shortage of people that understand that what's going on. Show up to a town hall meeting. If they only give you three minutes to talk, 
okay? Then get together with two or three people and say, hey, why don't we do a presentation? And each one of you give up your three minutes and pick the best speaker who can deliver the message clearly, right? And then that speaker can speak 10 or 15 minutes because other people have given up their time, right? Go to your school board meeting. Talk to the school board, okay? We have to remember that a lot of these people, um, these aren't uh, uh, crazy people. These are our neighbors. These are the people we our kids play soccer with, our, our kids play sports with, the people that we go to the grocery store with, the people that work at the grocery store, the mechanics, the barbers, the doctors. These are people who are part of the community, but they're misinformed, and they believe they're doing the best thing possible, and it's creating a divide. So educate, get involved, have your voices be heard, go to your school board meetings, start reading the Constitution. All the answers to your questions are in the Constitution. Start reading. It's not a very big document. You have a First Amendment right. You have a 14th Amendment right. You have the right to be free of government tyranny. You have the right to pursue happiness. Okay, And you also, as an American citizen, have the right to dismantle a government that has become too tyrannical and does not listen to you. But sitting at home and complaining about it is not going to do it. Join a group. If you're in, in South Jersey, join the Ocean County Patriots group, which is what I'm a, a member of. You can email me at the email that uh, Grace provided, and we'll we'll send you. Join my Telegram channel. I'll be I'll be dropping the next scheduled meeting on my Telegram channel. Right. Get informed. Get together. Con congregate. Okay. Uh, maybe what the people in New York need is different than the people in Jersey, but that's what makes America so great. It's a bunch of different states that should be telling the federal government what to do, not taking instructions from the federal government and passing it across the board for everyone to do the same thing. We're not clones. We're individual people. So become educated. Join an or a local organization. If there's no local organization, create a local organization. Go on Operation Sunshine. Operation Sunshine is a great website that's going to give you a lot of tools, a lot of the templates, for example, religious exemption, um, uh, legal exemptions, who your county uh, commissioners are. It's called Operation Sunshine. Uh, join that. Go to timetosaveamerica.com. Timetosaveamerica.com has little windows that gives you information not only on COVID, on the election, on the vaccine, on face mask, and it, it, it provides you links to hard data that you can share with people. Okay. And that's, uh, and, and then be prepared uh, to take action. The, the second one, that's with uh, Clay Clark, right? Clay Clark, uh, that's right. Clay right. Clark, yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, listen to, yeah. listen to Stu Peters. Stu Peters yeah. is an excellent journalist, podcaster. Listen to Steve Bannon's War Room on podcast, right? Uh, Clay Clark, which is, he's got- Yeah, and, and, of, and you, there's really so much more that uh, you've been recommending. And there's, so in short, the information is out there now. It's up to us to soak it, suck it up, you know, and share it and then act on little things that we can do as individuals and as people. Yeah. Um, yes, absolutely. And, and if you don't want to go out and you don't, you don't like talking to people, you don't like want to join a group, that's okay. Pick up the phone and call your state legislator. Pick up the phone and call an email if you don't like speaking on the phone. There's something for everyone to do. And this is very important. This last piece, and I'll close it out with this. This last piece is important. 
you are funding your own demise. Okay. You are funding your own demise. Stop buying or using products of companies who are encouraging the taking away of your liberties. Google, Facebook, Twitter. Now, I understand we all have to do certain things because, you know, if we, if we want to reach a mass audience, we have to use Google and stuff like that. But if you can buy a product at your local store, don't order from Amazon. If you can buy a product from a local shop owner, don't go to Best Buy. Don't go to organizations that have clearly demonstrated that they're more interested about being woke than they are about constitutional freedom. Stop funding your own demise. And then, if, and that's also true to local establishments. Like um, some some establishments have, they allow you to, you know, just go in with no mask and then mm-hmm. purchase what you need. And others would not even let you. Uh, step in so we like for us we have chains where we go to for our health food needs so even if we have to travel to belmar and enjoy the sun enjoy the water and get our minerals so it's a it's a it's a blessing actually so that's where we shop lately and um then they're here this 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 little incident that happened to a new bakery uh, cafe in princeton and they they are also they're from new york and they understand what's going on and they didn't buy the narrative so they're they're doing their thing keeping people safe right and then a customer complained and blah 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 and so those are the things that you know sometimes we become our own like our neighbors become our our enemies and so we we everyone especially if you're awake need really to have that composure of being able to have that conversation and stand up or else if we succumb to our fears because someone is telling us to be fearful then we won't go anywhere so these things will happen oh oh, i died yesterday i was in new york and in union square there was a little group of people standing i said let's Let's listen to this. Let, there was another one. Let's listen. And one of them, I, it seems like they're a group of, of um, I said people like they don't have homes, so they're homeless, right? Because you can see how they're dressed. But one of them, a few of them, were very good speakers, meaning they really see everything. It's it's very empowering to see that they're speaking up right in Union Square. Yeah. But I'm still proud of them that they're speaking up. It's, so. it's amazing. This is our chance as a human as a human beings to be the heroes we've always wanted to be. Silence is complicity. If you're silent, you're complicit. Okay? And let me tell you something. We are not the minority. We are the majority. We are the majority in almost every single country. You only think you're the minority because they've allowed you to believe that you're the minority. You're not. If you speak up, someone else will speak up and hopefully somebody else speaks up and someone else finds the courage to speak up. And before you know it, we start taking control back. But until we do, the clown show continues. Well, thank you. So um, just to recapitulate, Adai, just give them all the power uh, recommended that you want that, that again, repeat that telegram, et cetera, before we yes. say goodbye. 
Be, okay. in, be informed. Be informed. Get informed. Stay off the, the regular media. They're not misleading you. They're lying to you just flat out. Uh, follow me on Telegram because I, I dropped there. You'll have all the tools that you need to 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 make your arguments or to to have data to support. Go to your local meetings. Contact your police department and get ahead of it before it's too late. Um, you know, spread the word with your neighbors. Don't be shy. Speak up. You are the majority. You're not the minority. Okay. Uh, complicit uh, is is the only option. Unless you're speaking up now, protect the children. That is the should be everyone's number one goal is protect the children. Okay. Do not take an experimental vaccine. You cannot be forced to take an experimental vaccine. Know your rights. And if all this fails, contact an attorney and uh, take some legal action. Attorneys are always looking for a case to do. So this should be an easy one. Well, that's it. And um, we look forward to hearing from any of you listening and viewing and to just share it. Okay. Because like my cousin on the phone uh, yesterday on the phone said, we don't really see a lot of what you're telling us. I said, no, you won't, because if you just depend on the mainstream and the Google, you will not see it. But I'm telling you, this is what's happening here and in New Jersey. I am part of the movement. So I want you to understand that not everything is like, you know, every, that we just don't say anything. OK, so do share right. it again. Feel free to reach out. Adai is very open. There's the there's the email. There's the uh, Telegram. Yeah, there's and my I email, my Telegram. I make no money off of this. This is strictly for mm -hmm. informing people. And you know what, New Jersey, we're one of the original 13 signers of the Constitution and Declaration of Independence. So, you know, it's time to stand up. This is New Jersey. Let's take our state back. Thank you. And to everyone, we say thank you and just hold just just do something okay don't do so anything anything do something for the movement for freedom and god bless all of you and i say to god be the glory because we are all together in this journey thank you adai thank you grace thank you very much